0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 29th of June. Justin, Sydney's two-week lockdown could cost the economy a whopping $143 million per day in lost activity. Wow. Now, the good news? Well, Sydney is affected by the lockdown may be able to access payments of up to 500 bucks per week. Just a little bit of good news. And mm. Brett, Simon Cowell of American Idol fame has joined the Wiggles. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Simon Cowell is playing a grey wiggle in Uber Eats. latest ad. I actually like it. It's it's all because Uber Eats is trying to broaden its consumer base and attract more families. Very clever thinking, Justin. We have three really intelligent stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Facebook has rejected talks with Aussie publisher The Conversation, which is really testing out the government's new media code. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Leaving the little guys out yet again. Mm. What is the story here? All right, let's take this one back a bit, Justin. Mm -hmm. It's fair to say that tensions have been pretty high between Facebook and and the Australian government for a few months now And Brett, that's after the treasurer Josh Frydenberg and his government Huge member of the Flux family <laughs> Yep, Huge. They put together a media bargaining code Which would force Facebook and Google To start paying Aussie publishers for their news This move really ticked off Facebook So much that it cut news out of Australian news feeds for five days And on top of that, Google threatened to pull its search service From Australia completely Now Justin, earlier this year, the government turned the code Into law Which basically meant Google and Facebook are required to negotiate Negotiate individual licensing agreements with publishers for their news articles But, shock horror here, <laughs> it looks like Facebook hasn't kept its word And now, the ACCC is looking into a claim that Facebook has refused the conversation's request Ooh. to negotiate on a licensing deal So what is the key learning here? We've always known about the two-tier industry within the media space But now, Facebook and Google are creating an even bigger rift In the left corner, we have the big dogs of media Your news Corps, your ABCs, your 9 Entertainments. For example, Facebook locked in a three-year deal with News Corp to provide content in exchange for, quote, significant payments. And in the right corner, we've got your small independent publishers. These are the ones that have been left out of making any deals. You don't write Facebook, you don't call <laughs> Facebook. And Justin, ironically, it's the small publishers that actually draw around four-fifths of the Aussie population to Facebook. Ooh. For our second story, Nike shares have hit a record high and it's all thanks to one hell of a post-lockdown sales boost. <laughs> Justin, does Nike ever lose? <laughs> so. what is the story here? <laughs> Alright, well Nike is obviously the footwear and apparel brand that was founded 57 years ago under the name Blue Ribbon Sports. Uh-huh. And it's officially back post-COVID. You see, Juzzy boy, shares in Nike climbed over 15% to record highs mm-hmm. after the company said that the next year of sales are going to be more than $65 billion. How about this, Brett? Nike's revenue for the last three months nearly doubled and hit $12 billion for the mm. first Time. meaning shares were trading at an all-time high of let me check, hello, 154.35 US dollar dues So what's the key learning here? Around the world, consumers want retail therapy with their new post-COVID freedom. Here's how it all happened for Nike. First, it was a quick rollout of a vaccine. Unfortunately, can't relate to yeah. that one. Secondly, <laughs> it was easy restrictions in Europe and the US. And as a result, consumers have gone on a shopping spree. It's called revenge spending, Brett. Yes, we're talking a rush to spend cash that has followed this unprecedented event. So now that people can finally go out, they're going all out on the credit card. <laughs> and those fly knit wheels are really going to complement those Lululemon leggings. <laughs> For our third and final story, Panasonic, the Japanese electronics company, has sold its stake in Tesla for $4.7 billion. Love a good corporate breakup, Brett, so tell me more. (laughs) All right, Panasonic started as a light bulb socket maker in 1918, but today is worth around $84 billion. And as it happens, Panasonic's decided to cut its huge investment in Tesla, selling the stake for nearly $5 billion. Now, here's what's interesting, Justin Panasonic sells a lot of batteries to Tesla, but the two of had a pretty tense relationship recently. Yep, and let's just say Tesla has not been particularly monogamous Mm -mm. lately. Tesla's recently been (laughs) seeing other battery makers. But here's how it all happened, Justin. Panasonic actually bought 1.4 million shares in Tesla all the way back in 2010 for a little, little price of $30 million. And in the last 10 years, Tesla's share price has gone through the roof. So Panasonic's thinking, now's a good time to sell. Got me thinking, Justin. So what's the key learning here? Whatever you do, Brett, do not put all of your eggs in one basket. You see, Panasonic has said it needs to reduce its dependency on Tesla. And diversify its own battery supply chain. That's because being so dependent on one specific business for your revenue mm, can put the core business at risk. And if that customer pulls out, i.e. Tesla, or the relationship turns sour, yes. the whole business could potentially fail. Flux family, many of us around Australia are kind of in lockdown at the moment and probably spending a little more time on TikTok than we used to. If you want to get 5-10 to 10 second bite-sized business news, hit us up at flux.finance on TikTok. That's flux dot finance on tiktok check it out flux fam you'll love it thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow